0: Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Welcome to Valley Point Church, and welcome to September, where it's back to everything, right? Everything launches and begins, and this is certainly a very exciting time, including football today, so... Go birds. I don't know if you noticed this, but Tyler, our worship leader, had on a shirt with the Philly special play. Did you notice that? Not convinced he knows what that actually is, since he's from Georgia. Might not quite get it. So if you get the chance today, ask him who threw the pass and who caught it, and we'll test a little bit of his knowledge, all right? So it's back to everything, and I am certainly very glad to see you. Before we jump into our content today, I want to pause and just take a few moments to celebrate our summer. God did some extraordinary things here over the summer, and it's good to reflect on that and to remember and just to honor God for his faithfulness. So let's review a little bit of the summer before we continue. We had another record summer attendance over June, July, and August. It's actually the ninth consecutive year where we have had more people attend than the summer before. And in the church world, nine years of positive numerical growth is absolutely fantastic. And so I wanna thank you for being here for choosing to worship at Valley Point over the summer. I wanna thank you for inviting your friends and I wanna thank you for creating a welcoming atmosphere where people feel accepted and they want to be here and they also wanna return. So thank you so much for our best summer attendance ever. For the first summer, we hosted four connection groups and they met right here on the campus and a lot of people came and participated to not only deepen their friendship with God and their understanding of who God is through a variety of study topics, but they also had the chance just to get to know other people as well. And with our men's group and our Real Women group that also met over the summer, over 175 people participated. That's great. Vacation Bible School back in June... It hosted a record number of kids. Over the summer, we discovered 11 different sacred words in our time together, and I hope you learned a lot and that you benefited from these sacred words and how they're used in Scripture and how that impacts our life today. I hope you enjoyed that. We also worshiped, we sang, we prayed, And we had, best of all, several adults and kids throughout the summer, trust in Jesus alone to save them. Can we do this? Can we just thank God for our summer? Let's talk to God now and just celebrate his work here. Father, we step into your presence on this Sunday morning as things begin to launch, as schedules adjust and fall into patterns and routines. God, there's a lot of excitement with this, but there's also fear and trepidation as well. Whatever our emotion may be regarding this new season today, God, I pray that you would help us look to you That's what we want, that our eyes would just be fixed on you. Knowing that you are our hope and our salvation. We've been singing about that today, and we acknowledge that. And God, we come before you as a faith community humbly just to say thank you for a wonderful summer season God, you did some extraordinary things here at Valley Point outside of the numerical growth and the different ministries that were running. God, there were people right here in this room and downstairs with our children's ministry and in other places as well that understood for the first time that you came to rescue them and they trusted in your leadership and forgiveness alone to rescue them. And so we're excited for our new brothers and sisters in Christ. We welcome them into our family. God, thank you for how you continue to use Valley Point to be a bright light in the communities around us. God, we continue to ask that you do more and more and more of that in the days to come. Build your church, build us. That's what we ask for now in Jesus' name, amen. Well, now it's time to move from one season to the next, and I know summer's not quite over with yet, but we do need to move into this next season. And so as a way to step into this, We begin a new theme today that will carry us through the rest of September called Reflections and Reveries. Reflections and Reveries. Let's define our terms just so we're all on the same page. Please take out your talk notes, and you can fill in a few blanks as we do this. Reflections. How's the idea of thinking and pondering? that is often focused on the past. It's where we reflect. And we've actually been doing a little bit of that this morning as we reflect on our summer. I think in the faith world, reflection is often a great season where we get the chance to think about what God has accomplished. Like, look at what God did. And look at how God came through it. Here's an answer to prayer. And we see that and it boosts our confidence in God's ability to be faithful and to be with us no matter what we experience. And so reflecting is this great thing where we're reminded of what God did and we stand on those events as we look to the future. Here at Valley Point, we try to reflect every once in a while and just remember a bit of our journey. And some of you were a part of this. So let's, let's reflect for a few moments. Can we do that? Do you remember several years ago where we took what seemed to be an inordinate amount of time to pray that God would bring public water and sewer to this piece of property so that we could build this building And have a real home and not be in the middle school anymore. Does anybody remember that? And we prayed and prayed and prayed and kept asking God to pave the way so that we could build this building. And it seemed like a long time to pray. And I know in that process sometimes I wondered, God, do you even want that on this property? And Where are you? And is it ever going to happen? And it happened. God came through. And he brought exactly what we needed to this property so that we could enjoy our real home today. And so we reflect on that and we remember the faithfulness of God. And because he did that, well, he can probably do something like that and even better yet again. Let's reflect on the day we closed the doors for our meeting purposes at the middle school. We lined up in parade formation and we had the Garner Valley High School Marching Band to help lead us and we marched down Bethel Road. We closed the road. Do you remember that? And we walked down the road and we came up the hill and we cut the ribbon and we opened the doors to this place and we reflect on that and remember the faithfulness of God. It's a good thing to think And ponder about what God has done. Because again, that just gives us confidence for what God can continue to do. And so over the next few weeks, we'll take some time to reflect a little bit and think about the past. But there's also reveries, dreamy meditation, or fanciful musing that is often focused on the future. We dream. What if? Wait, what if God accomplished this? Or what if God answered that prayer? Like what would change? And what could potentially happen? And so we reflect on the past. We also have to dream a little bit about the future and what God can do. And I would say what God wants to do through you and through Me, through us, the church, through our faith community called Valley Point Church. So, reflections and reveries. Now, reveries is not revelry. There is a difference there. Revelry is defined as lively and noisy festivities, especially when these involve drinking a large amount of alcohol. Now, I know some of you, when you heard me say reverie, you heard revelry, and you got really excited, like, this is going to be the best September in the history of Valley Point Church. (laughs) Well, this is not that, okay? I hate to disappoint you, but I do believe this is going to be a great September, but we have to be clear on our terms. I think that's very important. We're going to focus on reflections and reveries, reminding ourselves about God's provision in the past and then also dreaming about what God wants to do in the future. I want to begin by asking a question just to get us thinking about our church. And here's the question. What kind of church is Valley Point? What type of church are we? Have you ever asked that question as you've been here? Or has anyone asked you that question? Like, hey, you go to that Valley Point. What are they all about over there? What kind of church is Valley Point? And perhaps you try to describe that, and you may use all kinds of different words. I want us to think about it because I believe it's an important question. What kind of church is Valley Point? I get asked this question all the time, especially when I meet people and they say, What do you do for work? And I'll say, Well, I'm a pastor. Oh, wow. Well, what church? And I say, Valley Point Church. And they're like, That's interesting. What kind of church is Valley Point? And I normally have a way I describe that, but I want all of us to wrestle with this today. Maybe you are new or newer to Valley Point, and you're actually asking this question right now as you try to determine if this is a place where you can unpack your spiritual bags and make a home. What kind of church is this? What do they do and why? Or maybe you've been here for a very long time, And you just need a little refreshing on what kind of church is Valley Point. So let's think about this question. How do you explain Valley Point? What kind of church is this? Is Valley Point a Christian church, a denominational church, a young church, an evangelical church, a conservative church, a liberal church, a fundamental church, a contemporary church, an attractional church, a fill-in-the-blank kind of church? What kind of church is Valley Point? Well, the answers are endless, and that actually is a problem because when the answers are endless, there's no real focus and clarity. And I believe every organization, including the church, has to have a focus. They have to have clarity on what they're doing and what they're Not doing. So perhaps another way we can reframe this question, what kind of church, what type of church is Valley Point, is we can ask it this way. What has God called Valley Point to do? In our time and in our location, to live out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Okay, what has God called Valley Point to to do in our time and in our location to live out the great commission and the great commandment? We're gonna actually read both the great commission and the great commandment in just a moment. These are words from Jesus, where he looked at his followers and said, here's what I want for you to be doing. And here's what's best. And so those who follow Jesus, all of us, should be living the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, and our faith community, our church, should be doing that as well. So what has God called Valley Point to do in our time and in our location to live out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment? That's another way to reframe the question. Now, consider this. We are not a church in the 1920s in Southern California. That's not our time. And that's not our location. We are not a church in 60 AD in Jerusalem. You read all about that church in the New Testament and how it was formed and how it grew and how it impacted their communities and eventually the world. But that's not our time and that's not our location. Our time is 2019 with 2020 just around the corner and our location is right here. So, what has God called us to do in our time and in our location to live out the great commission and the great commandment? If you have a Bible or a device, I want you to find Matthew chapter 28. This is the last chapter in Matthew's gospel and Here we find Jesus wrapping up his work on earth. He has come. He has paid the price for sin. He rose again. He spent some time with people so that they could see him physically alive. And now he's returning to heaven because his work is done. And so he's going to commission the followers to say, here's what you need to give your time to now that I'm no longer here. Matthew 28, verse 18 So Jesus looks at them and says, here's the deal, I need you to go. And you need to teach, and you need to baptize, you need to disciple people, and guess what? Here's the promise, I'm going to be with you as you do that, which is a great deal for those of us who follow Christ, that he does not leave us or abandon us, he is with us as we do these things. So this is the commission, go Disciple, teach, baptize, and I will be with you as you do all of that stuff. That's the Great Commission. If you turn to the left, just a few chapters, Matthew 22, we find Jesus in the midst of a very deep conversation. He has an expert in the religious law confronting him, asking, what's the greatest commandment. Of all the laws of Moses, what's the greatest commandment? And if you read through the Old Testament, there's all kinds of commandments. So he's trying to trick Jesus and trap him. What is Jesus going to say? How does he respond to this? Well, here's what we read in Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus boils down all of the commands basically into two, where he says, love God and love other people. And followers of Jesus must give their time to this, loving God and loving other people. So the Great Commission, go, teach, disciple, baptize, And I am with you, and along the way, love God and love other people. So how do we live these all-important biblical commands in our time and in our location? How do we do that? Perhaps another way to ask that is, what is our missiological quest as a faith community? I've been doing some research on churches recently, and every church has a missiological quest. And that basically means, here's how they serve the communities around them and how they organize their ministries. That is a church's missiological quest, and every church has them. Now, some may live that out a little better than others, but every church has this quest. So what is our missiological quest what kind of church are we how do we in our time and in our location live out the great commandment and the great commission what is our quest what is valley point right well if you were asked that you could say this valley point is a christian biblical dynamic community focused loving compassionate welcoming authentic passionate imperfect, grace-filled kind of church, and I think all of that is accurate in imperfect ways. I think you could give that as an answer, (laughs) but let's be honest. Nobody can remember all of that, and it sounds confusing and a little churchy and may not always make sense, but you could say, well, you know, here's Valley Point, Christian, biblical, go back, thank you, dynamic, Community focused, loving, compassionate, welcoming, authentic, passionate, imperfect, grace filled. You could do that, but I don't think that makes a lot of sense. From a theoretical standpoint, Valley Point is a contextualized church, which may not make a lot of sense either. So I think this is the best way to describe who we are, and how we're seeking to live out in our time and in our location the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And that is Valley Point is a church that seeks to please God in its location, in its context. That's what we're trying to do. We're just a church in our imperfect ways, trying to live out and please God in this location. So if you are new or newer to Valley Point, that is our story. Seeking to please God in our location. If you've been here for a long time, hopefully this is an encouraging refresher that this is what we are attempting to do and how we live out these all-important truths that God has given to us. And we frame that statement this way. We call it the Valley Point Vision Map, and we ask the question, what are we doing? Well, we are pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Why do we do that? It's because we value truth, people, generosity, and here's this word, location. How do we do that? We worship, we connect, and we Go, and we pour all of our time and our financial resources and our creativity into doing only these three things. We worship, we connect, and we go. That's how we implement the what. And we are successful, or we know we're winning, and this is true for us as a group, and also true for you as an individual. When worship is a lifestyle, when it's more than... Something you do just on a Sunday morning, perhaps, but throughout the week, you're responding to the greatness of God. That means worship is a lifestyle. When connect is a priority, like I have to get with other people because they help me and they encourage me and they push me in my friendship with God. And it's when go, the commission, go, baptize, teach, and I'm with you, when go becomes a passion for us. What I'd like to do with the remainder of my time is focus on the how question because this is really important for us. We worship, we connect, and we go, and we pour all of our efforts into that, and we're on the edge of a new season, and so we want to think through how can I worship, connect, and go And how does this then help me point people to real relationships and real significance? So I want to camp on that for just a little bit. Let's begin with the word worship. And this is where I grow my relationship or my friendship with God. So right now, when you come on Sunday, we are going to be in this theme called Reflections and Reveries Today, we're thinking about what kind of church is Valley Point. Next Sunday, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I I hope that you'll be here. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about Mark's gospel. It's quite fascinating. So there's four gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They share a lot of the same stories, and maybe you've wondered, why, why are there four? We could probably have one, and that would be enough to share the life of Jesus and what he said and what he did. So why do we have to have four? Well, the four different writers present Jesus in different ways. And that's important for us to understand the person of Christ. And so while a lot of the same stories are presented in the different Gospels, each author has a different angle on how that looks and how that impacts us. Mark uniquely presents Jesus as a servant. And Matthew does something different. John does something different. Luke does something different. Mark presents Jesus as a servant. So I'm going to give an overview of Mark's gospel and the different things that we see Jesus doing and how he acted like a servant. And because Jesus was a servant, I need to be a servant. And you need to be a servant. And this is how we actually can be a bright light in our world. And so we're going to think through that next week. The Sunday after that, I'm going to talk about how it's possible for you to be a fifth gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you. Now, we're not inspired writings. It's important to know that. But we can and we should be, as followers of Jesus, inspiring I think that's true. And the reality is most people aren't going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they'll read you. If they interact with you and know that you're this religious person or Jesus crazy or whatever they want to say, they're reading you and they're watching you. And so what is your life? You're not really a gospel, but kind of. What is your life saying to them as they read you? And so we're going to think about how we can effectively be a bright light and make things better. And provide solutions where we live, work, and play. I think Christians should be doing that. They should be leading the effort in doing that. Not just in the church, but everywhere they go. Fifth gospel. And then we're going to wrap up this series. And I'm going to share with you just thoughts from a shepherd's heart. On what life looks like as we move into this new season. And some hopes I have, some concerns I have as well, and I think that will be a great way for us to reflect, but then also dream about the future. That's September. It's really going to be a great month without the revelry, okay? Going to be a fun month. Now, here's what happens starting in October, and I'm really excited about this. I can tell everyone is excited, too. We begin a new theme in October called For Pete's Sake. I don't know if we have any Pete's or Peter's in the room, but we get some time to think about you for a little bit. Or in reality, the Apostle Peter, who was a faithful but flawed disciple. Anybody flawed? So I'm thinking there should be a lot more hands up in the air. Just a guess. We're going to look at the life of Peter, do a character sketch on him. And our groups are actually going to be tracking with this as well. It's going to be a theme that takes us all the way through the end of November. And we're going to learn so much that is going to help us be a bright light where God takes us. So our commitment is building dynamic worship environments where we pray and sing and reflect and remember God and the sacrifice of Jesus through communion. And we're gonna do all of that in September and October and November. Please be here. It's going to be a fun season in front of us. Speaking of environments, you may have noticed that there is a new screen behind me. Maybe you saw that, maybe you didn't, I'm not sure, but it is a new piece of equipment that is actually going to help us launch something new. I am very excited to share with you that in October, we are going to begin what we're calling a chapel gathering that will occur during our 10 o'clock gathering. So it's going to happen the same time that we're in here. We're going to broadcast what's happening in this room, our worship and teaching and praying and all of that, to the chapel gathering, which will be in the office building right next door, in the big room in there. We want to take advantage of the space that's there, recognizing that we need to open up a few more seats. So we have a chapel gathering, a smaller, more intimate way to be a part of Valley Point Church that will begin in October. Why? Why do we need to do that? Well, this helps us multiply and expand this experience. So what happens in this room? We want to be able to share that with more people so that they have the opportunity to hear and see and experience God's love for them. So while we're Teaching and singing and praying in here, we're going to broadcast all of that into the chapel gathering at the same time during 10 o'clock a.m. And that's why some of the new equipment was needed and will be helpful for us. 10 o'clock, you're here. This is our most attended gathering of the three. 8.30, 10, 11.30, 11.30. You know this, you've probably been to one of the other gatherings at some point. This is our most attended gathering, and often we reach 80% capacity in the room, or we even exceed that. So experts say that when a room reaches 80% capacity, it feels 100% full. Just because there's not a lot of elbow room and you're sitting close to somebody and you're probably a little unsure about that and you wish there might be another extra seat in between and so it gets a little uncomfortable and nobody likes climbing over four or five people to get to the seats in the middle. Nobody likes that. And so the challenge when a room reaches 80% capacity is that you have to find ways to open up more seats. That's the measurement we use with all of our gatherings. One of the things we have discovered in researching growing churches is that practitioners encourage churches that are experiencing growth to maximize everything on their campus. That's really important and a wise way for them to use their facilities. So as we thought about 10 a.m. and how it's often at 80% or beyond, we realized we do have another room where we could broadcast what's happening in here. And that would be a wise way to steward the facilities that we already have. And so that's a little bit of the why. I think this also keeps our lobby more comfortable and safe. You know, our lobby is a corridor for moving people, upstairs, downstairs, to coffee. There was a coffee jam this morning. Some of you were really upset about that, I could tell. I was trying to hang out on the fringes and not steal any of your coffee. There's a coffee jam over there. The lobby is just this people movement hub, and we want to keep that as clear And as safe as possible, if you've ever tried to watch a gathering out there, you know it can get a little loud and not be the greatest thing. And so I believe this chapel gathering will help with that. A little remodeling in the office building is already underway to accommodate all of this. And it fits in with our master plan. I think one of the most exciting things about a chapel gathering is that it opens up the opportunity for more leadership and more volunteers. So whenever you expand something, you need more leadership and more volunteers, and that opportunity exists. So please be paying attention to announcements as we share more information about the chapel gathering. You can be involved in that. When does this happen? Well, on Sunday, October the 20th we will launch the chapel gathering at 10 a.m. That Sunday also happens to be our 48th birthday as a church, so we'll be able to celebrate and do all of that. And I can't wait to see what God does to help us serve more and more people as we engage in worshiping. In this room, that room, wherever else God may take us, As we just engage in growing our relationship with God, I want to invite you to join me in that pursuit. That's the worship piece. What about connect? Well, this is where we grow our relationships with other people, and there's two ways that you can do that here at Valley Point Church. One of the ways is by getting into a smaller group. In your program, you are given a flyer that looks exactly like this. It says connection groups on it. Please take that out. You can just read about the different groups that meet in homes, the different groups that are gender-specific. I want to encourage everybody, no matter how long you've been here, or no matter how new you are. This is your first Sunday. Get into a group. That would be a great thing for you because here's the deal. Groups take us out of rows, we can't talk to each other here not really some of you are trying i can see that (laughs) but you can't really talk to people in a row you got to get into a circle where there's smaller people and there's intimacy and you can know and be known you can love and be loved and our groups provide all of these opportunities so you can sign up on your connection card You can go out into the lobby and get more information. There's groups in home. There's men's groups. There are ladies' groups. There are groups for students, all kinds of groups. I would encourage you to give it a shot. Get into a group. And get this. I have seen the list of group leaders. I've read through the names. And I can tell you this. Amazing These are amazing people, and we need amazing people around us, right? Yes, we need amazing people around us who can help us and encourage us, and these group leaders can provide that for you. They'll laugh with you and cry with you. They're really fantastic people. So I would encourage everybody to consider a group. It's vital to our connecting. The second way we can connect is through volunteering. So you can get onto a team, and there you can link arms with people to accomplish something special. If you're not currently volunteering, I would challenge you to consider that. And here's the next step for you on your connection card, you will see on the back side the Valley Point Connection Path. The second item says, I would like to attend Meet Your Significance on Sunday, September the 15th. That's next week. You can get in on this by filling this out and leaving it here and we'll have a spot for you. What we do in Meet Your Significance is we just talk to you and we get a little bit of information about your likes and dislikes and skills and abilities and then we try to intentionally place you or at least give you some options to say you might want to try this or you might want to try this over here and then you run that process and if it doesn't work, we'll come back and talk again. We want to get you onto a team because, again, this is where we connect. So please take advantage of Meet Your Significance. I think it would be a great thing for everybody to consider. Let me sidebar for a moment and talk to you about a fun team that you may want to consider. If you're thinking about how I volunteer and I want to do that, but I'm not so sure. One of the newest teams here at Valley Point is our safety team. And they're really... Coalescing right now and building something special. And this team is here on Sundays and as well as other events at the church. And they kind of have eyes on what's taking place here. And they're here for safety purposes, but also to help and to assist. This is a great team. We have a training event coming on Saturday, September the 21st, in partnership with the DA's office. They actually come. And they operate all of these little sessions where you learn great things related to safety. I came to it and was really impressed. I, I really enjoyed it. And, I, you know, you don't want me on a safety team. I'm probably not going to help anybody. But it was really fascinating. And I, I enjoyed this. There's a There's a class called Stop the Bleed. A little creepy, but wow, like this is really important. And we may need to know how to do this. Here's what I love about the DA and our partnership with them. They were concerned about houses of worship and safety. And we know our world, and unfortunately we have to be in tune with some of these things. And so they reached out to us and said, we'd like to offer this kind of training, and we thought it would be really good. And so we have different churches that came to this, and I'm sure they'll do that again. The beauty of it is it makes us all safety conscious, not just here at church, because we have to be safe everywhere. And so this program really creates responsible citizens where you live, work, and play. Being safe in all of those places, it's a really, really good thing, and you can sign up in the lobby for that training on Saturday, September the 21st, just another way to connect. And here's the deal with that team, it's not just about safety, but they're having a lot of fun together, and you get to develop relationships with other people and link arms with them, as you volunteer. So meet your significance, safety training, you go for it, and I think you'll have a lot of fun. Okay, worship, where we grow our friendship with God. Connect, where we grow our relationships with others. What about the word go? Well, this is where we get to do significant things with the one life that God has given to us. We only have one life. And we can do significant things with it. So you have a Love Day flyer. Take that out. You will notice that our first Love Day of the new season is next Sunday. We make this one really easy. We're collecting for the Siloam United Methodist Church Food Pantry. They serve our area and people with food needs. You're coming to uh, to church next Sunday anyway. Why not just grab a few items? And drop them off in the lobby, we'll pack the lobby and we will fill their shelves with things that will be given out to people in need right around us. Okay, really easy. You bring it and we take care of the delivery. You can read the things there. Let's have fun with that. Our first Saturday serve is October the 19th. Please mark that day. We gather here, eat some breakfast, and then we send teams out to our partners in the communities And we repair and restore and clean, paint, whatever they need us to do to help them. That's what we do. We take a couple of hours. It's a great thing, and that will happen on October the 19th. A way to go. And we want this to be a passion. Let's serve other people. Let me talk to you about some compassion trips coming in 2020. In January, we're going to send a team to the Dominican Republic. And in February, we're going to send a team to Guatemala, Commission, right? Like Jesus said, go, do some of this. So we're creating on-ramps for everybody to go and to do significant things. And I want you to hear this. Doing something significant isn't just about coming to church or going on one of our trips, right? You are the church everywhere you go. You don't stop being the church just because you're not sitting here. And so where you live, work, and play in your communities, in your school, in that office, you be on mission there. Make things better. Show up. Provide solutions. Serve people. And in doing that, you're acting like Jesus, and you are being a bright light and doing something really significant. That's part of go being a passion. So everywhere you go, be on mission there. Okay, I love church. I love, this is like my favorite day of the week when we get together and I see you and I I love this church. I love Valley Point Church. We are a collection of imperfect, messy people, aren't we? Look around. I mean, actually look around. We are imperfect and messy and I think that is great because as we worship, connect, and go, I believe God is using all of us to point people to real relationships and real significance. One quick story. I got a call from a friend a couple of weeks ago, and I answer the phone, and he is singing on the other end. He's singing to me. And it sounded exactly like this. Same tone, pitch, was not good, but he's just singing with all of his heart. The resurrecting king is resurrecting me. The resurrecting king is resurrecting me. And it kept going and going. And then when he was done singing, just like that, shouting at me, he said, you know what? This stuff works. Now, he used a different word. I have reinterpreted that for Sunday morning. And he said, can I actually say that to you? I said, "You, you say whatever you want to me, it's fine. But he just talked about how I sense God working in me. He is alive, and because he lives, I live, and this works. This works. So the church, what are we? We're just trying to please God in our location, and it works. Because Jesus said that he would build his church. We're a testament to that. So I want to invite you to join me as we embark on a new season and let's worship, connect, and go. Father, what a joy it is to think about who you are and what you have done for us. We are messy people Flawed like Peter, but yet you're choosing to use us. And boy, it's fun. It's fun. And we have a great season in front of us. God, we may be approaching this season with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, or maybe there's fear and anxiety. However we're feeling, God, help us to just place our eyes on you and reflect on how you have been faithful in the past. And then give us the courage to stand on that faithfulness and say, okay, here's what's around the next corner. God will be there too. He'll be there. So help us to have a fun season, worshiping, connecting, and going. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.